Can Tony Grimes be an all-SEC performer? You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in the Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. So today we're to break down a little bit about Tony Grimes. I um I think this cornerback room is kind of being slept on as a whole. And the reason I say slept on, it's not being slept on. Better word is overshadowed. I think it's being overshadowed by how elite the defensive line is. I mean, the defensive line, I think you could argue it's the best in football. It was people were talking about that on Twitter today, how good this defensive line is going to be. So I do think a little bit the defensive back room and the cornerback room who we're going to focus on today is being a little bit overlooked. So Tony Grimes, I'm high on him. I'm really high on him. And, 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 you know, I think a lot of people, if you ask them who's going to be the best corner in the room, people would say Tariq Chappelle. We've talked about the list that I think it was 24-7 sports or on three made that was the top 100 college football players. The only Aggie on that list was, of course, Tyreek Chappelle. So, but to me, like I say, Tony Grimes, there's something about Tony Grimes that is that is it that excites me. Former five-star recruit, played his first few years of college ball at North Carolina. Their defense last year was rough. I don't know if I'd go as far to say that it was like his fault. I don't think his year was terrible. The PFF grade was like, it was okay. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's fine. It wasn't great. It wasn't awful. And um, so Grimes, I think the feeling I have about Tony Grimes is this. I think he's going to come back. He's going to make the move to the SEC. And there's something about, we see this a lot. We, we see this, we see this a lot in college football, but I think there's something about a new, a transition within the new world of, of the um, what's the transfer portal, we see this is what I'm talking about. But, you, you know, you move somewhere else. You played your college ball originally in North Carolina. It's fine. I, you know, your career was fine. You were good. You had a, a season where you uh, you had a couple seasons where you got some accolades in the ACC. But, you know, I wouldn't say it lived up to one of the best cornerbacks in the class level hype. So, you know, Grimes is looking for a new home. He needs to find a place where he can – succeed and get drafted where people thought he would out of high school. So Grimes to me, you know, he's a guy I've looked at. I look at mock drafts a lot. I love looking at mock drafts. I don't know why, but that's something I enjoy doing. But so I look at mock drafts and people put out a a new way too early NFL mock draft all the time. And one consistent I've seen now in probably four, four or five mock drafts. Now I've seen, Grimes drafted in the third round. I've seen him drafted in the second round in one. Um, now, you know, um, Dez, who tunes in a lot, made a great comment the other day, and, we, and he kind of made some great points about Grimes, um, about, you know, how the traits are there, but everything kind of hasn't panned out in his career. And, and Dez, I agree with you. I said that, obviously, in response. But um, I do believe that NFL teams – one thing I trust is this. I think you could argue the best evaluators. Um, I think you could argue that the best evaluators are are college football recruits because you kind of have to find them before they develop into college stars. 
with the NFL guys, aside from like a handful of guys that go to some, you know, random, like the North Dakota state offensive linemen, you know, besides some people like that, you're able, it's pretty easy to find the players that are good. It's like, yeah, that, uh, that Bryce young kid, he's pretty good. You know, I've noticed that. So I think, um, but what my point here is I trust when an NFL team, NFL scouts, NFL media likes a player, I more times than not am going to agree with what they're saying. And if the NFL is in on Tony Grimes, I'm in on Tony Grimes. So to me, I am fully in on the fact that Tony Grimes could be an all-SEC performer. There are some solid cornerbacks in the SEC. You got um, Kool-Aid McKinstry. You got DJ James. There are, I mean, heck, Tariq Chappelle could be a reason that Tony Grimes doesn't end up being an all-SEC performer because I have I have a feeling Tariq Chappelle could be himself. But, um, you know, that's my point here is I think Grimes has a genuine shot at being an all-SEC performer. I, and, and, and like I say, it's one of those things – I don't have a crazy hard-hitting reason why other than it's always been there for him. I just don't feel like it's clicked yet in college. And as I've said, he's been great. He's been solid. He's been a good cornerback during his time in college. But I don't think he's lived up to the hype for him surrounding coming out of high school. And I think he's got a chance to kind of develop the rest of his game in the SEC. I mean, the best you're playing the best of the best. And I think – that is what Grimes is going to have the opportunity to do during his time at Texas A&M. And here's the deal. This is one thing I can say with confidence. We're going to talk about the room as more of, as a whole here in a minute. But, you know, I have Tony Grimes as the starter as well as Chappelle um, and Minnie in the beat. Every, everywhere I, I've looked, everywhere I look has Grimes as, as the starting cornerback. So, and there are some really good cornerbacks in this room that I think Grimes is going to flat out beat out. So to me, that says a lot. And I think experience says a lot too. You know, I mean, you don't have to be a young gun to be an all SEC performer. Tony Grimes, he's played a couple of years of college football, and this is the year he could break out. So saying that Grimes could break out and be an all SEC performer, I don't think that's a far-fetched statement by any, any you know, stretch of the imagination. So, um. You know, to final kind of wrap up here, I think Grimes is going to be a guy. Does he end up being an all-SEC performer? We'll see. I think it's realistic. I think that he's got the traits to do so. I think he's got the skill to do so. But at the end of the day, he's still got to come to a new and better conference and prove it. And I don't think that's easy, guarding some of these SEC wide receivers. It's You know, it's not – you're not playing some of these other ACC teams every game. You know, you're playing – Georgia and well not you know you know what I mean obviously Texas A&M isn't playing Georgia here, but you're playing Alabama and Auburn and Arkansas and South Carolina and you know Tennessee LSU you're playing the best of the best on a week-to-week basis so you're going to be playing wide receivers who are catching passes at the next level on a week-to-week basis Grimes has to come in and prove it it's not going to be a cakewalk like I said he struggled at the ACC level he that means he could definitely struggle at the SEC level and if he does there are some guys we're going to talk about that could just take that spot. Boom. Goodbye. See you later. But I do think Grimes, watching the tape from his from his college ball days, I believe that he is just a couple things clicking away from being one of the best cornerbacks, cornerbacks in the country. And I think we could see that out of Grimes this season. So I'm high on Grimes. I think there's a world where he is an all-SEC performer. And if that happens, 
the SC, I mean, the uh, Texas A&M defense is an absolute no-fly zone because we already know how good Tariq Chappelle is. So let's talk about the rest of the quarterback room. Who's going to start? Who's going to play? be the depth pieces? And how, why is this room going to be so dang good? But first, I want to talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. So, you know, bets that are going on right now, like I said, I, I think NFL futures. So let's talk about offensive player of the year. My offensive player of the year pick, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Justin Jefferson. That's a boring take. Let's find a more outlandish take. I think it's going to be Bijan Robinson. There you go. I just, I, I, I just won you the bet. It's, I, I've seen into the future. I, you know, I messed with the crystal ball. Know who it's going to be. Bijan Robinson is going to win Offensive Player of the Year. So, you know, go take your no sweat first bet. Um, because that's going to happen. And if it doesn't, it was Justin Jefferson. And I said that too. I'm kidding, but I am serious. Um, futures bets are so much fun because it lets you, it, you know, if your fantasy football team ends up stinking, um, like mine did last season, it gives you something to root on when your fantasy football team's out, you know, stuff like that. It gives you something to root on. So, um, Futures bets are fun. Not a lot going on right now besides MLB baseball. If you're not into MLB baseball, look at some future bets for college or NFL. If you are into baseball, bet on some some uh, major league baseball. So don't miss your chance to get to get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com/slash/locked-on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. So, getting back to this little talking about our cornerback room. I've talked about Grimes. I've talked a little bit about Chappelle. So, obviously, Grimes and Chappelle, I think, are going to be the guys. I think Anderson is your guy at nickel. Um, and I know, you know, you got four receivers. That's, so, the thing, we're going to talk about these players as a whole, but we're also going to talk about how, um, how people can flow in and out and how elite this room can be. So, you know, cornerback's room, you're going to have people coming in and out based on schemes and sets and what the opponent's doing, stuff like that. So I feel pretty confident Grimes, Chappelle, and Anderson are going to be out there on a pretty much play-to-play basis. Um, you know, they're going to be out there a lot. And then you talk about Josh DeBerry and Sam McCall. Sam McCall, I am really stinking high on Sam McCall. He, of course, uh, was a true freshman last season at Florida State, played in a handful of games, had an amazing PFF grade, wanted the new home, wanted to come to the SEC. Welcome to Texas A&M, Sam McCall. So I think what excites me about Sam McCall, you know, Grimes, older guy, Tariq Chappelle, a little bit of an older guy. Um, so McCall's time is going to come. I don't know if it's going to be this year, and I think that's a good problem to have. We talked about on uh, Monday's episode how the depth at quarterback is, is exciting because if something were to happen to Wegman, you do have a backup in um, 
you have a backup in Max Johnson who can get the job done. And I think that stands out to me, and that's exciting to me. And that's same here with the quarterback room. Because the uh, cornerback room, excuse me, as I said quarterback, I think. But, you know, you have guys, you have Grimes, Chappelle. If something were to happen, you got McCall, you got DeBerry. Um, and then you got a handful of young guys we're going to talk about. We'll get to them here in a little bit. But um, that's the thing about, about Sam McCall is, I mean, he is a young guy. He he still has. Let's think about this. I, I don't know. I didn't. If he, I, I don't think he redshirted last year because he played in eight games, so he couldn't redshirt last year. But so that means he still has three years eligibility left. So you're gonna have McCall around for a long time. We're gonna talk about the future of the position. Sam McCall is the future of the position, as well as some guys we're gonna talk about. So McCall, I'm excited to see what his role ends up being this season. Um, I, I don't. You know, there's only so many players on the field at one time. And you hate that with a team that has enough blue chip talent to kill somebody. I mean, you know, you hate that because it's like all of these players are talented. All of these players were some of the best coming out of high school. I wish they could all be on the field at once. It'd be really hard to score if there was like 60 guys on defense. And, you know, that, that's kind of talking about – we talk about that with the defensive line room. We talk about that with the cornerback room. Like I wish you could take the depth that – cornerback and defensive line and give a couple to the linebacker room. It's, you know, so stuff like that. Um, but DeBerry is a guy, I'm going to be honest with you. I see people comment about him a lot. And I, I just, I, I think he is, he is one of the issues here. And when I say issues, it's a good issue. And what that issue is, is there's too many dang good players on this team. So, to kind of sum this up, I think like what his role ends up being this season, DeBerry's that is, I don't know. I, I feel like I can't sit here and confidently talk about what his role is going to be because I think Grimes, Chappelle, McCall, DeBerry, and Anderson are all worthy of being on the field every single snap. So it kind of, you know, who ends up getting those snaps? Now, here's the thing. Injuries happen every single season to every single team you're going to have people go down with injuries it's it, it's just it, it never doesn't happen you're always going to have injuries so you know i think that's going to lead to a guy like mccall or deberry getting some playing time that maybe they wouldn't have gotten if everyone stayed healthy but i think to sum up this room i do think this this Texas A&M defensive back room, I think, is a, is a top five unit in college. I mean, I'm sorry, a top ten unit in college football. I think it's a top handful unit in the SEC. I think it's going to be really hard to throw the ball on the Aggies this season. I really do. We've talked about last year the issue was really teams were running the rock against the Aggies. The um, secondary was pretty good. And I think you're going to see that same trend this season with these guys, I think it's going to be hard to move the ball through the air against Texas A&M. I don't think it's going to be easy. you got some solid safeties. We're going to break down the safeties another day. But, um, you know, the point here is I think you've got a handful of guys, and we talked about why I think Grimes can be an all-SEC performer. I think I think Tariq Chappelle, I think every guy I've talked about on this list, Grimes, Chappelle, McCall, DeBerry, and Anderson, are skilled enough and capable of being an all-SEC performer. Maybe not this year for all of them, maybe next year, but that's my point. And, like, the craziest part about this room, we're going to get into the future talent in a little bit, some guys that are true freshmen. But I think that's the craziest part of this room is how much talent there is. It's, like, truly – I mean, it, it's so hand-in-hand hand with the defensive line room because 
there's too much to even sit here and discuss. The talent is elite. There's so much of it that guys that would be starting at a lot of Power 5 schools are going to be not even backups for Texas A&M this season. And that's how good this cornerback room is. So, you know, Grimes, Chappelle, and Anderson, I think, are going to be more of your mainstay guys. But you're going to be seeing a lot of McCall and Dewberry. People are going to switch in. You're going to have people underperform. You're going to have injuries. Lots going to lead. So you're going to see all five of these guys play substantial snaps this season for the Aggies. You know, it's it's a position you lost a couple guys in your secondary last season. So it's a position that is going to need a bit of a revival. And when I say revival, you did it. You went and got Tony Grimes, the former five-star recruit. So – I, I think it's going to be – I think this Texan and defense, I can't sit here and, 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 and hype it up enough because – and I think the 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 hype I, I surround with this team with the offense, I think, is a little bit more speculation-based. The hype around this defense, I think it is all warranted, and I don't think I'm going to receive any pushback on that. I think the hype around this defense is genuine. I think it's deserving, and I think this defense and this is going to be – top five in the country. I think this cornerback room is going to be top 10 in the country. We know the defensive line group is going to be top 10 in the country. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So I think that's a real takeaway here for me is this room is going to be elite and it has a lot to prove in the upcoming season. So, you know, it's not going to be easy to throw the ball against Texas A&M. And I think of those five five names I listed, Anderson, Chappelle, McCall, DeBerry, and Grimes, I think you're going to see a lot of those names called in the NFL draft sooner than later. You know, let's break down the future of this position group. I promise you there are zero negatives in this conversation. You know, it um, <clears throat> it, it gets funny. I was playing golf with a friend today um, talking about – he's actually a Kentucky fan, and we were talking about – I was talking about Texas A&M and, and the football team and talking about the show and stuff. And we were talking about outlook going forward. And he was like, so talk to me about Texas A&M. I don't know much about Texas A&M. Uh, we, you know, we're golfing. And, of course, I just get done hitting my pitching wedge to about two feet. Um, and that's a joke, by the way. I just want to preface that I'm not that good at golf. But um, so I, I'm telling my buddy about Texas A&M, and he says, you know, what makes this team – what's going to make this team so good? Why is Texas A&M going to – do you think going to be there? Why do you think Texas A&M going to be so good? That's what my friend Cameron asked me. To which I responded and I said, I think there is too much talent on this roster for them to not be good. So he's a Kentucky fan, right? So like – and we talked about the outlook. I mean, I, I, I feel – I'm well-versed when it comes to all SEC teams. So, you know, we're talking about Kentucky. And I'm talking about how I like Kentucky. I do. I like their team. But at the end of the day, it's still Kentucky. Um, and I, they're going to find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. And so, you know, we're having this conversation. And I, and like I said, so I, the reason I bring that story up is, 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 is as simple as this. There are three guys I'm getting ready to talk about that are the future of this cornerback, potentially safety for some of them, position. And that that's just – I think this is a great example of why Texas A&M is going to figure, figure out of stuff out eventually. And it's simple as this. Bravion Rogers, Javon Thomas, Dalton Brooks, right? Um, some of them are listed on the roster as defensive backs. I, I think they I think all three of these guys could play corner or play safety. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna mention all of them as cornerbacks. At the end of the day, they could play safety, but I mean listen to this. And these are all 2023 guys. 
97th player overall in Rodgers, 129th player overall in Thomas, and the, the 96th overall player in Brooks. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, it's absurd. And, and that's why I argue Texas A&M is going to eventually figure out, figure it all out. Like, you know, because people I, – I, I try really hard to make that argument, to make that argument of – well, you know, your only argument is how good the talent is on this team. I don't think that should be an argument. I think that should be the argument. There is so much talent on this team. Texas A&M is one of the best rosters in college football. If that's going to be the case this year, next year, the year after, and as long as Jimbo keeps recruiting the way he has till the end of time. And so talking about the future of the cornerback position, it's in great hands. Rodgers, Thomas Brooks, and then I wrote down this name here as well, McCall, like we just talked about. He's got three more years of eligibility left. I, you know, I, that eligibility stuff, it's all weird how it shapes out. But, um, you know, he could have, a, you know what I mean? They, they get years for random things. So, but three years of eligibility. Um, so are those are going to be your guys for years and years to come. And, you know, in the end, you, you got the 2024 recruiting class. I mean, this position group is nowhere near done. I mean, for the future. But I think just in those names right there, Rogers, Thomas, Brooks, and McCall, you have one of the better cornerback rooms in the SEC that's going to go right up there competing with Alabama and Georgia because of how good these recruits are. That's those names I talked about four blue chip recruits. I mean, I know there's not a word better than blue chip, but it's like, should we say, you know, red chip and that's for top hundred guys. But I mean, you know, uh, Brooks is, uh, I'm sorry. Um, Thomas is the only guy of McCall Brooks and Rogers that wasn't a top hundred recruit sitting at 129, Rogers 97, Brooks 96, and McCall, I was actually just looking at his recruiting class, he was like 47th in his class. These are the elite of the elite when it comes to their position group, when it comes to the class as a whole. So my argument here, summing up this whole episode, everything we've talked about is the cornerback room is going to be elite this season, this cornerback room is going to be elite next season, the season after that, and after that, because you are recruiting at such a high level. Now I get it. I mean, you know, Rogers, Thomas, and Brooks, you could argue one of those guys might not pan out. I, I get it. It's, it's a reality. It could happen. But if two of them do and McCall's good, you got, you got all you need. And that's my point. The, the, um, the talent that they continue to bring in, it makes it hard to miss. It makes it to where even if you do miss, you got two other guys just as good. So I think kind of writing these numbers down on what's the future look like for Texas A&M in the quarterback room, it was a bit of an eye-opener because it, it, it made me say to myself, this room and this team has a bright future thanks to how well they're recruiting. And I think the, the there's a lot of positives coming for Texas A&M football. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. As always, I hope you all have an amazing rest of your day. Um, and, you know, I hope you have a great rest of your day. We will be back tomorrow. I know it's the funky schedule this week. I, I prefaced you all, all last week, but um, we obviously had a Monday show. Today's a Wednesday show, and our final show of the week will be coming up tomorrow on Thursday. And then I will be back for you guys on Monday for a full five episodes a week for a for a full five episode week. We also have some other fun stuff coming up. I will be in attendance at SEC Media Days in Nash. Ville, baby. I love Nashville. I always have fun in Nashville. So I will be in Nashville for SEC Media Days. We should hopefully get some amazing interviews there and get some great content for the show. So be looking forward to that. That's coming up, um, in, you know, July like 18th or something around there, something somewhere around there. But that's coming up soon. A lot of fun content's going to come with that. Um, 
So yeah, that that but that's a lot of fun content is going to be coming from that. So tomorrow will be our last episode of the week. Um, I appreciate you all bearing with me while I'm out of town with the family. But like I say, I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we will see you tomorrow.